Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 242 for the week of October 20th, 2012. It's Extra Life 2012. Yay! Yay. No cheers. Yay. Give me some cheers. Yay. Come on, that's what I'm looking for. Thank you. <gasps> Yay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Fluttershy. All right. And as the live streamers can hear from that cheering sound, as I check my Extra Life goal page, I have reached my goal of $1,000. Thank you, everybody who's donated and supported me. Thank you very, very much. Um, uh, hopefully, we'll get a bunch more as the day goes on. So if you are listening live or watching the live stream, please donate. Sponsor us as we're doing Extra Life today as we're raising money for Children's Miracle Network. We're raising money. Uh, I'm raising money for Gunnison Lutheran Hospital out in Wisconsin. Anna's raising money for... Um, BC Miracle Network. BC Miracle Network. You can find like her on the RP Gamer team. British Columbia. Yep. And uh, we've got... I haven't made my goal yet. I'm sad. Donate to me instead of Chris. <laughs> and you can actually donate even if you're not listening live because donations will stay open even after the event is done. That's right. And in addition to to Anna and me, John, you're raising money, right? Uh, actually, I'm not. You're not raising money and you're not streaming you're a jerk. No. That's what you are. Well, hey, sorry. Hey. Jesus. So here's some other suggestions of people you can donate to on the RP Gamer team. Sam Marcello. She is not streaming today, but she has doubled her goal, and she'd like to triple it. Um, E.K. Thompson, a.k.a. Kazrico, uh, one of our listeners, he has also passed his goal and would love to double it. Go donate to him. Uh, Chris Bundy is another staffer. And... Uh, Michael Cunningham has reached his goal, and he'd love to get a bunch more. He'd love to double it. He's at uh, 300 out of $200, and he wants to get to 400 Trent Seeley, another Stafford. Um, we've also got Greg Hayward, Scott Wachter, Sarah McGar. Uh, you know her as Noodle. Uh, Michael Shipman and uh, Gina Privetier, my sister. Way far from her goal, so she really needs your help. And we also have, finally, Eric Kelly. All these people can be found if you go to www.extra-life.org slash team slash rpgamer. And they'll take you right to the rpgamer page where you'll find that we are 4124 out of 5,000. That's right. We are 82% of our goal. We've come a long way in the past week. Thank you very much. We, I don't know if you noticed. We were doing daily raffles. We've got a bunch of winners uh, who are winning uh, various Steam codes or PSN codes throughout the week. And we're going to be giving those prizes out soon. And then, uh, of course, if you enter, any donation 10 or more gets a entry into the PS Nation raffle. Where you go over to PS Nation's uh, website, you'll find a gigantic list of prizes, including a bunch of RPGs and other fun stuff, uh, where we are, we, uh, you know, we've put it all together. And depending on how much you donate, you get more tickets, uh, starting at 10 and going all the way up to $200 or more. We get 100 tickets of entry into the drawing, and you can win things like a, a signed chair from the train in the Uncharted commercials. Uh, you got an Astro Gaming headset. We got PlayStation Vitas. We've got 3G PlayStation Vitas. Yeah, we've got Unchained Blade codes. We've got Call of Cthulhu, or excuse me, Cthulhu Saves the World codes and other Z-Board games. We got Rainslick 3 is up there. We got Cladon codes. We've got Ease codes on Steam, Fortune Summoners. We've got, uh, what else have we got? Some, We're going to be doing some live giveaways too. A couple of Europe codes. Anne will be giving up some, away some stuff today throughout the day. <laughs> We've got iOS codes, five Dragon Fantasy codes for iOS, uh, Mortal Kombat for the Vita. We got Infamous Two, a bunch of PlayStation games, Sony wireless headset, 
Oh my gosh, the prizes don't stop. Go check it out today at rpgamer.com. Click on the big extra link on the right side. You've got a big button that says Extra Life. And you can uh, you can see in there we've got a link to the to the PlayStation uh, official prize list where we're where we're headquartering the drawing. Uh, you can get a list of all our. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Chris is. Chris, I said Chris Busney is an RP Gamer staff member. She's not. She's just an awesome reader who's doing a ton of donations so far. Uh, who else we got? We got who we got in the chat room right now. Who's who's cheering us along for extra life? Let's give you some shout outs. Sashiel, Real Players Grinding, Pearson. Um, who else we got? Noodle. Hi, Noodle. We've got Isco and a bunch of other people. FF Dilemma, uh, Quinn's in here. Of course, he's on the show. Uh, H-I-G-N. Uh, I wonder if he's from IGN. That'd be interesting. And, oh my gosh, so many people. Thanks, everybody, for cheering us on today. Let's give you a podcast, because I think that's why you're here. Ooh, Mouse Galon, can't forget about you. Or Hokuto Master. And... There we go. And of course, thank you to everybody who can't be there and uh, definitely donated to us. We've had some really generous people this year. So let's start with what we've been playing. Quinn, do you want to lead us off into what we've been playing? Oh man, got a bit of stuff. Um, Well, my MMO of choice this week has been continuing uh, Final Fantasy XI. Um, Mostly it's just kind of getting stuff out of the way for when that expansion comes out at the beginning of next year, which I am kind of interested in getting. Um, The guys who do kind of Final Fantasy XI do kind of seem to know how to write a decent MMO storyline, and for all the faults the game has, it is still relatively enjoyable. Uh, I finished... um, XCOM on easy, so I'm going to progress up to normal now. Uh, uh, did you get far with that, Chris, so far? Uh, XCOM? I haven't yeah, started haven't XCOM. Oh, haven't you? Oh, I thought you had. Oh, uh, no, I'd like to, but I, I don't have the game. Uh, don't you? Oh, I thought you bought it. Never mind. Uh, no, I have not bought it. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you had. Oh, well. Um... Yeah, I finished. Um, I finished it on um, easy, uh, which basically means I need to progress up to normal in order to um, retain my manhood. Because beating XCOM on easy is, you know, for noobs, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, it was pretty fun, pretty enjoyable. Uh, I can definitely see why people who were major fans of uh, the original game were, might not like it. Um, the storyline can be a little feels a little um linear. Uh but other than that, it was a fun turn paced tactical game that I definitely want to play again. Um I I also have I think managed to convince uh Mac, our editor, that we can cover it, so uh we may you may actually be able to see a review for it up on the site. Ooh. It's not really a tactical RPG. Yeah, we we I've I've managed to present enough of an argument to have it considered as one. Basically, uh, to you know the people who decide whether or not we cover things or not. So yeah, mm-hmm. we will probably. Uh, Good job. Yeah, we will probably uh, have a review up for it. I don't basically, although it kind of I've, we kind of like fulfills the criteria for um, uh, like you know I, I have basically finished the game, which therefore means we kind of meet the criteria for how we RP gamer review games. I just kind of don't feel like I've kind of finished it properly until I've finished it on normal at the very least 
get a bit more of the experience. Um, as a side note, I had uh, 19 total casualties across my playthrough. Yes, including the soldier that I named after my fiance. Ah. Did he make it? No. He didn't make it. You just said he was a casualty, didn't you? Yeah, casualty. Yeah. Casualty. Darn. A very important casualty. It very, was actually oh, there was important. A, okay. there was actually a uh, there was actually a storyline reason for that one. But yeah, casualty nonetheless. <laughs> Sachiel says chrysalids, chrysalids everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, because they always show up in packs of three. See, uh, yeah. So for people oh, who don't know, this is a strategy. How does this game work? Well, it's a kind of it's a turn-based strategy game. Okay. That's, that's it. You have a that's squad it. of right. between four to six soldiers. And you have to defeat the alien menace that plagues Earth. See, I tried booting up the old XCOM, and I couldn't get off the map. I never found a battle or anything. I couldn't... Well, basically, in the... Er- well, you kind of have to wait in... And you kind of, to, to an extent, this is what you have to do in um, uh, the, the new one as well, is you kind of fast-forward time until you get a notification from your satellites that something bad's happening. Uh, mm-hmm. Be it... Yeah, you have to shoot down an enemy UFO, and then raid it, or there's a UFO that's landed, or they're terrorizing the populace somewhere, and you have to go and stop them. Um, yeah, so that's how you go from kind of the map screen to the fight screen, as it were. <laughs> um, All right. I'm sure there's a better way of phrasing that. No, that that makes more sense because I was yeah. just I was shooting you out jet of... planes everywhere, and they were not being very effective and. Yeah, you kind of you you have to you are a kind of reactionary force. You have to wait until something happens, and then you kind of do something about it. Oh, all right. Um, but it kind of feels. I, I I think I mentioned it on the, the cast last week that it has. Um, uh, it's got actually a kind of sort of a, like a tabletop game feel to it. In the when you're on the the in a battle scenario, um, your soldiers kind of move in a. They have a like a move action. And then an action. You know, it's move and then action as a kind of two steps to a turn sort of thing, which is, I think, similar to how D&D does it in the current edition. Or you can have the option of moving twice, but that effectively ends your turn. Or um, you can shoot your weapon, but that also ends your turn. Am I making sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of how it works. All right. Uh, cool. Oh, so yeah. Um, so as for other sort of cerebral game related stuff, um, the uh, expansion or the major expansion to Anno twenty seventy came out last week, which I've mentioned a couple of times on the cast as my, with the uh, the resurrection of SimCity taking its sweet time. Um, I decided to play um, uh, the Anno series, which is developed by. Uh, I think it's Deep Silver and published by Ubisoft, um, and it is basically a uh, it is basically just a, a, a city constructor, but you have to um, engage in some quite complicated um, uh, factory buildings in order to satisfy the needs of your extremely demanding population. Uh, you may have seen a post on my Twitter feed earlier this week about um, tsunamis destroying my vineyards. And how everyone was 
Rankin to quarrying into their wine glasses because they just couldn't. Not your vineyards, wine. anything but. Yeah, that. my vineyards were, were were swept away. Admittedly, uh, it was my fault that the tsunami was created in the first place, as I was using untested geothermic energy, um, and the power <laughs> collapsed. Untested. Well, what is this mysterious only... power that comes from the earth? Well, I know I'm talking about the actual like the power, you know, like the power generator was untested, and it it, it exploded and causes a causes a tsunami that destroyed all my vineyards. That was uh, that was a bit annoying. Um, but yes, the deep ocean expansion basically adds um, uh, a number of uh, new building types, adds a new population class to the um, science faction. Uh, Basically, it just kind of and it adds a few more vehicles as well, including a type of um, uh, tra- very useful transport submarine with massive cargo holds. So, which means you can ship around your because generally, what, what you, the way it normally you normally set yourself up is um, you uh, you have a kind of main island where you're like, like where you actually build a city, and then you kind of tend to use the rest of the islands. Um, that you have available on the map to basically build all of the uh, factories that make the stuff that satis- to satisfy your citizens' needs. Um, so, yeah. So you, you basically, in order to actually um, sort of make, make sure everyone is happy, you kind of have to build, like, farms and factories and whatnot on these other islands and then ship them all to your central island so they can actually be used. So you have to spend a little while drawing up trade routes and the like. Hmm. And for, for whatever reason, it's really popular in Germany. <laughs> Just the game? Yeah. Like, all of the stuff I seem to read about it is in um, German. Hmm. So I figure it's really popular in... Uh, in Germany. <laughs> yeah, really popular in Germany. It's big in Germany. You know who else is big in Germany? Alex Fuller, so we're going to get him on the call here. And you know who's big in the USA is Emmanuel Marino, and we're going to get jump him on here as well. Look at all these people we got joining. Hello. Hello. Hello, Alex. How are you doing? Tired. Oh, you're tired? Well, thank you. Yeah. You're, you're, fixing our, you're fixing our site right now. We appreciate it. Yeah, I'm done. I'm you're finished done. now. All right, cool. <laughs> Now you can relax. Don't be tired. Yay. And I think we just got a Manny as well. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, how you doing? what I miss? I Like a month. Oh, I'm at the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Quinn just told us he's been playing XCOM and Anno 2070. Oh, man, we're already what you're playing? This oh, show's yeah. over. I know. I know, because we do what you're playing at the start now, Manny. Oh, this show just started. <laughs> Either right. is a bad answer, apparently. <laughs> All right. The other, the other game I was going to talk about just quickly was um, the import pick of this week has been uh, the extremely long-titled SD Gundam G-Generation Overworld. It's a hell of a name. It actually feels short for a, a Gundam title. For a Japanese game title? Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, it's the same old um, uh, Jap- uh, t- uh that turn-based strategy game uh, from the makers of the previous ones. Um, take your team of uh, your favorite Gundams and your favorite Gundam characters and play through Gundams, um, you know, sort of set pieces. Hmm. That's about it. That's about <laughs> it. 
that's, that's how good. they set it. That's pretty much how it sets up. Although, uh, like the previous games, um, usually you have a, a, a you know like a kind of standard turn-based strategy stage that um, is based on some important Gundam episode from one of the series from the last thirty years. Um, and then as you complete optional objectives, you get the involvement of more and more different uh, Gundam series until it gets, frankly, ridiculous. Um, but uh, what they have managed to do this time was I was kind of, in a way, worried that they would run out of... Um, like, say, you can basically kind of compress like stages you could probably include into a turn in a turn-based strategy game down to like a certain number of them and after a little while of making these games they'd run out of stages they'd have to start repeating themselves right right yeah well funnily enough so far um they don't seem to have repeated themselves yet i've played three of these games now one on the um ps2 and two on the psp and i haven't don't think i've had any repeats and I think the one time that they might have had a repeat, they instead had you play it from the villain's perspective rather <laughs> than the hero's perspective. So, yeah. Well, it's a good game, but it's sort of Gundam fans only kind of thing. You know, you probably wouldn't get any enjoyment out of it at all unless you really like the series. Hmm. That's fine. Um, is it, what is, which, uh, which one is it based off of? Or, it's an, or is it original? All of them. All it's of them. Not, all of all them, of them. okay. Basically, it includes um, your kind of potential pool for characters and units stretches from the original Mobile Suit Gundam circa 1978 to uh, about halfway through the current series series that's airing at the moment because the game was sort of in development and released while it was still airing, so they couldn't include everything. Probably to avoid spoilers or something. Yeah, a, uh, Gundam AGE is the currently is the currently airing one, the one produced in collaboration with Level Five. Oh, really? With Level yeah. Five, how does that work? Well, they Level Five are producing like a major tie-in game with it, which I think is actually out in the moment in Japan. Um, but the character designs feel very Level Five. Yeah, uh, they're fairly obvious with Inazuma. It's basically the same as. Yeah. Like, if you think about how the characters look like in Inazuma 11, that's kind of how the characters, at least the, like, the younger characters look like in Gundam AGE. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, basically what you do is every time um, your, both your pilots and the units you put them in have um, uh, a separate level. And when your units reach a certain level, you can evolve them into another unit, which kind of... Um, it's usually the unit is kind of like the next one in line sort of in quotes like what it what it was developed into um and there's a lot of them there's like 750 to 800 different units or something ridiculous like that it is fairly silly wow that's so, quite a lot um, basically but yeah if you've got a, if you're like a major series if you're a major fan of like the entire of like the meta series as a whole um then there's quite a lot to enjoy just because it kind of references everything. Um, like, um, it even references like really obscure side story stuff, uh, like man- old manga series um, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, I think a couple of the new stuff they've included in this one are 
there's like a bizarre Gundam Wing side story that takes place as the, at the same time as the anime series uh, called uh, G-Unit. Um, oh God, what's the other one? I'm pretty sure I'm using a unit from it, and I can't remember what it's called. Oh, some uh, they've included more stuff from the rather popular um, uh, Crossbone Gundam series, which is basically uh, pirate Gundams. Hmm. So yeah, um, that's basically what I've been playing this week. Okay. I'll stop talking because people are probably going to get annoyed at me. <laughs> now, if you forgive me for a moment, someone was knocking at my door. Knock, knock, knock. Hang on. Uh, all right. So let's see. What have I been playing this week? Um, pretty much just Pokemon. Uh, I don't know if there's more to say about that. Anna, what do you think? Um, I'm still really liking it. Um, I'm actually going back today during Extra Life and starting to catch some of the Pokemon that um, I'd skipped over previously, and that way I can go and level them up in some of the caves and stuff that I'm going to be going through. Um, I have five badges, and I'm up to um, the Lightning Cave, and I'm going to be going through that to the Sixth City. Chris is just mad because I'm ahead of him. (laughs) <laughs> he's nodding his head and giving me a very um, evil side glance. So I maybe shouldn't talk too much about it. Um, yeah, beyond that, just uh, pretty much everything that I said last week, I just feel that the layout of the Pokemon that you capture is just so much better. The story's a little more um, engrossing. I mean, it's still a Pokemon story and I have pretty low expectations of it, but I actually like the fact that you can jump into black and white two without having played black and white one. Cause I didn't, I think I maybe got one badge in the previous game and I don't feel like I'm out of the loop in any way. Um, beyond that, I've been playing uh, rhythm thief, which I picked up for extra life. Um, it's a rhythm game done by Sega where you are, a thief that has rhythm (laughs) as the title implies and you're going through actually um, various rhythm mini games so for example I was sneaking into a, a museum and to flummox the guards I had to tap the same shape as the statue I was standing behind in rhythm to the music so that was kind of cool So it actually feels a lot like a Professor Layton game in the layout where it's got all the chapters and like something to do and then story and then something to do and then story. So we'll see if that sort of feeling remains throughout it. Um, Beyond that, I've been playing Grand Prix Story on my um, iPhone. Um, It's an iOS title. It might be Android. I'm not sure. And, uh, yeah, it's another Kairosoft game. You basically put together a racing team and you have to hire drivers and mechanics and build cars and tune their parts and take place in different races. And I'm really digging it. I'm probably going to play it a couple times before I call it good. So that's what I've been doing this week. Who wants to go next? iOS games, Anna. Play a real game. I'd mock you, but I'm too busy playing Fairway Golf. Oh, podcast gold right here. Mm -mm -mm -mm. 
Oh, hey, I should not be muted, shouldn't I? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's usually a good plan. <laughs> I, hope so. I, I, I was like, why is it so little. quiet, right? All right. So, <laughs> what I, I was saying. I out of bed. I'm like, this show's over in two minutes. It's great. Uh, what I was saying. What I was saying is, uh, you know, we're playing games right now. I'm playing uh, Legend of Grimrock at the moment, and uh, you know, it's the middle of that extra life. So if we sound a little distracted, it's because we're supposed to be playing all day long. And I wanted to ask you, Manny. Um, since uh, you're probably not distracted with extra life duties at the moment, what have you been up to? Because you've been away for a while, so I was wondering, did you finally become a Grandmaster in uh, StarCraft Two? I haven't played a single game. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I haven't wow. played a game. All right. That's fine. So, let's see. Manny's been busy, and I just got trapped again. That's not good. Did you do letters yet? Uh, we did, uh, yeah, we are about to do letters right oh, now. Oh, like games? Yeah. Has everyone played games? Oh, wait, yeah, Alex, hi, you're here. What'd you play? Uh, I finally got around to starting Final Fantasy XIII. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I see on your list of Orcs yeah. and Men. That game just came out. I want to hear about that first. You got to tell me about that one, man. I've only played it for half an hour. Okay, so <laughs> give me your 30-minute impression. Go. It's... Gameplay is, seems a bit like Dragon Age or Dragon Age Origins, but I really haven't got anyway. I've got through opening cutscenes and editorial battle. Okay, so is the opening cutscene nice at least? Yeah, it's okay. Okay, so there you go. First impressions for the first thirty minutes of Orcs and Men. It's okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. So you were saying about J-pop stars? Yeah, well, I started playing 13-2. Oh, 13-2, not 10-2. I'm sorry. So these no. are time travelers, not J-pop yes. stars. Right. My bad. It's easy to get confused. <laughs> I'm having sort of more fun with it than I did with 13, which I've sort of officially given up on now. <laughs> Have you now? Yeah. You haven't finished it? No, I sort of got... I got to sort of near the end and then just couldn't be bothered to push through it wasn't worth it for me to the end yeah oh well, i was close i think i was in the last two chapters hmm. but i really didn't want to play them okay that's fair you don't want to play it, you don't want to play it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the plot's silly Is it? in 13-2 yeah <laughs> i think it's might have the same issue i have with starvation for in that it just seems random what happens next <laughs> uh it does seem that way doesn't it um yeah I've, I've gotten a decent way into that game and it is it, you really jump around and part of it's because it is structured non-linearly where you get you get to choose like which scenario you're going to tackle next yeah it's just there's no there doesn't seem to be any actual motivation for that choice just because you can seems to be the only reason <laughs> Yeah, and, but uh, only other thing I've been playing is Persona 4, 3 Portable because Persona 4 Golden isn't out yet and I wanted to play Persona okay I'm actually playing a new game plus on that so yay <laughs> so I don't usually do uh, oh you not a new game plus person huh uh, no I don't I like sort of starting again from the beginning Okay. Let's see. Anyway, that's it. That's fair. Uh, and I think that's it. 
right? So we should probably pop over to my list here. All right, we got some letters coming in, guys. Uh, as we continue all on right, this letters, special. Letters. Oh, um, oh yeah. How are we doing on um, uh, gameplay volume? Everyone can hear us pretty nicely. Uh, yeah, I muted it. All right. <laughs> so that should that should take care of that. <laughs> I don't want anyone to miss Quinn's amazing stories or Severin or yours. Come on, we got great. Things yeah, it was to getting say. loud when the when my guys were dying. So it would have been fine if I was just better at games. Wait, wait, wait! You aren't playing the traditional Dark Dark Souls or. I have Arcana. not played any Dark Souls yet. I've been sticking to games that I can easily stream. You're supposed stream. to be dying during this podcast, and people are supposed to be well, donating I am dying. money for I every dying. death. They're, they're don't, for every death. Now, see, now that, I don't think I could get anybody to commit to that because it would be very expensive. That's see, funny. that's what you're supposed to do, man. You do something easy and you go, oh, I'll never die. I'm an expert at this game. I'm oh, so I... good. Death. 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 Dollar death. for the kids. Dollar for the kids. Dollar for the kids. Dollar for the kids. <laughs> So I have to I have to mislead everybody. It's for the children. For the children's. All right. <laughs> good. Good to know. Uh, let's see. Uh, Think of the children. Yeah, you heard her. Uh, Think of the children's. And let's see. Let's think of our letters. So someone wrote in, named Alex, and said regarding podcast episode two hundred and forty-one. Hi, Alex here. Yet again, I'm amazed at the lack of care and attention to yet another 14-related story. To tag on the line, oh, and by the way, your characters are not carrying over, is disgusting. Who gives you this intel? They need fired. I'm not going to go into all the things that were wrong, but the biggest thing for me was the above quote. I'm sorry to be a pain, but it's just really painful to hear this level of misinformation, people to trust you. It's not fair. Thank you, Alex. Don't worry, Alex. Whoever wrote that story, I'm going to make sure that their pay from RP Gamer is docked. And says, as, <laughs> yeah, I know. He says, oh, as no. punishment, you have to read this out next episode with the corrections, and I'm not providing the corrections for you. And he didn't even email the podcast email address. So this person doesn't know that every show I say, email us at podcast.rpgamer.com. Instead, he uh, emailed someone else, and they forwarded it on to me. <laughs> and, uh, well, he's right. We found out that characters are carrying over from Final Fantasy XIV to Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn. So Michael was wrong about that, and he was the source of info, and I think you're right. He should be fired. So, Michael, you're Virgin, fired. To be brutally honest, misinformation about Final Fantasy XIV is kind of... Uh, it's practically a running gag at this point, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was the marketing plan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're probably right. Hmm. <laughs> I can hear Anna cracking up in the background. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she doesn't need to be unmuted to hear her. That's how big of a joke 14's become as of late. So, yes, you're right, Alex. You get to keep your characters over, and that will help a lot for people who've been leveling in the game so far and don't want to lose all their progress. Uh, there is a cutoff date of, like, November 11th or so, um, and after that point... Um, they're considering keeping the old game going separate from the new one, and then so you could keep... You'd have two copies of your characters, the ones that are transfer over, and then your old one. But the, I imagine they're really not going to do that just because the infrastructure requirements of that. So I think they're just musing about that, and it'll it'll be a cutover um, sometime around November, it sounds like, and then you are going to uh, play your characters in the new game. And I wish there was more info, but unfortunately, everything we get communicated for that game is via very roughly translated letters from uh, Japanese developers that get posted in a forum instead of any sort of good press releases or story dissemination. So, um, yeah, it's been kind of a mess. But at least we know a little bit more now than we used to. And knowing's half the battle, right? 
And that was half our feedback. Number two is Yo RPG Gangstas. That's right. This is a letter from Sava Amusin, a.k.a. Ocelot. His subject for the letter is Brave by Default and says, So Bravely Default, Crazily Princess, or whatever that game is called. It's getting some good buzz. Should I start getting interested in this ridiculously titled title? Well, I would say, yeah, if it's getting good buzz. I think 8-4 Play was probably talking about it right now. I believe in uh, this week's episode, but I'm not sure. If that's like what the, for. it's the Hat Party sequel. Yes. Yeah, we still haven't heard any news about a localization for that title. And the problem is, is it's like back in the day that would mean we weren't going to get it until they decided to sick it on us. But Square Enix PR has been kind of garbage lately, so we don't know if it's because. They just haven't remembered to tell us yet or because it's not coming. I think they're busy having to go back and forth with Square Enix Japan in order to not have to release $70 iOS titles here. And so that's taking up all their time. So they don't get to focus on 3DS games. Uh, By the way, do you guys see there was another Square Enix title that came out on iOS this week? Um, Symphonica or something like that. And it actually had an almost reasonable price. I think to buy all the content was only $15. Mm, wait, was it Universal? Uh, oh, I didn't see that. I don't know. Okay. Um, because, you know, only games that fit, that, that are well suited for being Universal are sold as Universal. Oh, is that the quote? Okay. <laughs> Did you read that story of Kotaku? No, that's terrible. What does that because even mean? Because apparently well Kingdom suited. Hearts wasn't well suited for it. You know, it, it, it's a complicated game. There's a lot going on. So you can't put both assets into one file it's just it's too much it's not yeah, well suited it'd for be that. a large download and who wants a large download i know it could be as much as much as 200 megabytes my goodness <laughs> yeah so <gasps> demon, demon score was really expensive so symphonica is sorry the there new was some one. kind of dramatic there was some kind of dramatic yeah, gasping sound yeah. <laughs> what she's what did you do anna why you, for the cheap price. oh it's $15 Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, you guys. She's, I didn't she's, understand she's, what she's, she did that. She's my hype girl back there. Oh, that's she's right, my hype girl. Go. All right. <laughs> also, with Symphonica, uh, chapters zero through three are absolutely free, so you can actually truly free to try this this new one instead of, um, well, not being able to do much of anything like uh, in Final Fantasy Dimensions. <laughs> so maybe Boy. they're figuring out. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. And Boy, I can verify. Go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering what it actually is because I haven't heard anything about this game. Um, I don't know what it is. I think it's the next game from, I heard either Oendon or Elite Beat Agent team. Something like that. Oh, okay. Well, and that's a so, good sign, certainly. Um, I'm trying to get you information whether or not that bad boy is universal. Uh, free app. Uh, does that mean it's universal? You can uh, see I'm what sorry, devices guys, it supports. Know. It says it supports uh, iPhones and iPad. Oh, that there you go. Okay, I was looking for the plus sign. I don't see the plus sign. So, but uh, yeah, there you go. It is an iPhone and it is an iPad app, and it's free on both. Are they separate games? Um, let's see. If I click the one, I have to log in. I can't do this. Sorry, I suck at testing. Uh, it does not have the plus next to it, so I think they've released two versions. Yeah, because it's Symphonica just- and Symphonica for iPad. Oh, it's just so clumsy. You yeah. know, I would rather just charge me an extra $5 so I can have one thing that doesn't clutter up my file system. 
Yeah, it's like 15 bucks uh, to unlock each then. That's really dumb. And World Ends With You is 20 on iPad, 18 on iPhone. So I guess this is coming in cheaper. Uh, but pick your platform wisely because uh, you don't get to do both. Yeah, yeah. Like So if you get like an iPad mini as a Christmas present this holiday season, you got to buy the game again. Oh, no, no, Manny. That'll be a third target platform. And then you can oh. have three Oh, you app know, purchases. the funny thing is you joke, but you're so right. I'm, they I would. am right. Yep. They would. They totally would. <laughs> That'll be fun. What is Drake Rider? I didn't even notice this come out. This snuck out from them on iOS. How's this bad boy work? Oh, $21 to buy all the chapters in that thing. Um, I don't know what it's like. Oh, you guys wanted to actually hear about Symphonica. So let, let me read you their dis- description. Let's see how awesome it is. <clears throat> Symphonica is an entirely new breed of music game. Its breezy controls and tightly integrated gameplay give you a taste of what it's like to be an up-and-coming conductor via a wholly unique gaming experience. And we got some story. Uh, let's see. So it's uh yeah, it's a tapping game. Tap stuff and uh, make music and advance the story. And you conduct, you, you know, you're conducting an orchestra and uh, there's lots of Japanese style artwork. So there you go. Symphonica. Let's see. What else we got? Oh, item two from Mr. Ocelot. Says, All right, I got this one. Oh. So Nintendo, as expected, is continuing oh, you to announce... Two. A... You skipped number two. Oh, I'm on number three. See, number two is a crappy question then. Okay, let's go. Number two. All right, I'll do number two, and then you can jump right in with number three since you're ready for it. Um, number two is, if you only had 60 bucks to spend between now and December 31st, how would you stretch your incredibly meager gaming budget to last you through the end of the year and make sure you keep on gaming? Extra points for being as creative as possible. You know, I can give you an honest answer that's not silly. Yeah, and that's Black Friday. Ooh, that is an excellent, excellent point. Sachiel in the chat room says piracy. Well, well, iPhone games. Yeah, even but still, even then on Black Friday because uh, what's it called? You got those crazy Steam sales. I remember last year, it was a Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. You know, the good one from the Criterion guys that came out like a week before Black Friday, and for Black Friday, it was discounted like thirty dollars on every site. So even brand new games from like big publishers, you can still get on the cheap for Black Friday. So pick a couple you like. I have a and feeling that'll be a very good day to buy Dishonored. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I reckon I just buy it all on Persona 4 Golden. Ooh. All right. So you, and that, you know what? That game good. will that last you. Last yeah. That's yeah. Vita games for $60 now? Um, how much is Persona 4 Golden? Um... It might be less, but I have to pay for shipping as well. Yeah. So the cost that you're a guy, 60 bucks. You don't count, man. Do you guys even have Black Friday? Uh, can... Yes, we do now. It's, uh, it's 40 right. bucks in the U.S. I think they started doing it last year, or this year. Unless you're still looking for a copy of the Solid Gold Premium Edition, which is sold out. It was 70 bucks, but you can buy it aftermarket for 150 now and get some stickers for your Vita. <laughs> No, I'm good. Yeah, you're good. So that's a great... So 40 bucks, what do you do with the other 20 bucks? Because I'll tell you what I do with the whole 60. Um, it's uh, buy snacks, because quite frankly, I've got plenty of games to play between now and the end of the year, so I don't really need to buy anymore. I mean, between Pokemon and... Yeah. yeah, I just... That works. <laughs> yeah, I just buy well, some... Black Ops 2. What about Cotton Blobs 2? What about it? <laughs> you said you got all you need for the year. Yeah, I, I, don't hear I did. Blobs. <laughs> I, I reiterate i've got all i need <laughs> all right manny what's number three here 
Okay, so Nintendo, as expected, is continuing to announce some crazy read Animal Crossing themed and not so crazy read Jet Black colors for the 3DS XL in Japan. For anyone who still doesn't own the system, what color can Nintendo produce that will guarantee you'll buy it? For anyone who's already got a 3DS, what color can Nintendo make that is a must-have for you, meaning you'll return your current system, yeah, who would buy it, and will be willing to pay extra just to get this super special Ultra Deluxe color scheme? If I could get a 3DS XL in purple, I'd probably take the leap. What kind of purple? What are we talking? Um, anything but Hannah Montana barf purple. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> okay, Hannah Montana barf purple, huh? I you think know the I 3DS. I I think the 3DS color I wanted to get I think is already out. What's what that? Uh, the um. When they released, uh, coincidentally, when they released an SD Gundam game on the 3DS a while back, they released a uh, 3DS bundle to go with it. So it's uh, deep crimson. Hmm. No, I've always been the, curious. Uh, with the Xeon logo on it. It's a ah. custom 3DS. I was just thinking that I haven't seen one of these since the 90s, but I w- I'd be interested to see a 3DS that's all clear plastic so you can see the internals. It's just kind of not in style anymore. Yep, and that's why I want to see it. That's why you want to see it. <laughs> Honestly, though, I, 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 at this point in the cycle, I don't see myself pretty much ever getting a 3DS. It would be cool to see a 3DS that's done up like a Super Nintendo. Oh, if they become like they did with the Game Boys? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. I'm down with that. Actually, I want to see one that looks like an N64 because it's certainly large enough. Well, I had I was actually going to get the the GBA SP with the Nintendo version, and then they came out with this ridiculously awesome looking black and silver one that I decided to get instead. But the first one's a collector's item now. I remember they had the Famicom one too at some point, right? Famicom and NES. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that one might have been a micro. Hmm. Yeah, that one went that one went belly up pretty quickly. One of Nintendo's like rare, like just flat out failures. By the way, if you're wondering, Anna's qu- answer to this sort of question is always purple. Just so you know. All right. So uh, number four, who has one hundred fifty dollars? All right. If I have $150, I can tell you right now, I'm not spending it on Bioshock Infinite's Collector's Edition. <laughs> That's yeah, what he wants to know. Who's going to spend it on the Bioshock Infinite <laughs> Collector's Edition? Let's let's take a look, shall we? What sorts of okay. treasures? I can tell you right now off the top of my head. I know. Okay. okay. So you get a big old bird statue. Ooh. You get the game. It's an no ugly tin bird. Box this time. You get a little keychain of a bottle of special whiskey or whatever. <laughs> um, you get you get a little a little tiny plastic figure. That's supposed to entice you to buy the board game, which I'm sure is going to cost more than the actual game. And like three pieces of digital stuff, including like an avatar thing and or a PlayStation theme and some crap in game. Oh, oh, excuse me. And there's a lithograph. Oh, and you get exclusive in-game power-ups. That would make me sad. But does it have a cloth map? Uh, sorry. Well, the 360 yeah, version gets better we, DLC. I think we rag on cloth maps like way too much. Well, as a starting last week, we used to like them. 
oh, but they're so useful. You know, when you get sweaty in the game, you just yep. pick up your clothes map and <laughs> dry your brow. It's a hanky. Well, that was the reason why we titled last week's podcast Cloth Map Hanky. Yeah. Oh, man. So you I'll get an honest. art book. I'm kind of sick of statues, game statues. Like, every collection now has a statue of the main character. And I'm so sick I guess... of ugly ones. Well, I'm just thinking of the guy who owns them all. They have, the, they have like, three different Kratos statues. They have a statue of Ezio next to the bird statue, next, next to the to, big daddy statue. Next to a big-ass Skyrim statue. I don't... I actually thinking... I, I have bought several collects editions, actually. I can't think of any of them have ever actually had, like, a kind of statue. Well, you didn't buy the expensive one, then. No, I just... Or even... I, the closest reasonable. thing I think I... The closest thing I think I have to that one is the chess set I got for buying the Shogun Total War 2 one. But even then, I got that, like, ludicrously cheap, so... Yeah, even mm. the Old Republic had, like, a big old statue. Oh, I gave that one a miss. Oh. Oh, yeah, that Old Republic thing. That, that didn't go down in price much, either. That is a sad thing to see in a store now, because it's, it's overpriced for a game that's about to go free-to-play. With Yeah, it's just awful. Uh, so the answer, uh, Ocelot, nobody. So number five. So I haven't played Diablo 3. <laughs> oh, gosh, Quinn, that's terrible. It, seriously, I see it frequently referenced, um, the Old Republic referenced to as Tortanic because of hey, like, hey. the captain's already left the ship. So that's catastrophic, that right? you know, subscri- subscriber loss over the last six months or so. Yeah. It's just, well, we're yeah, all waiting I, for it to go free. Well, yeah, that's the thing. We're, every, we're waiting for free, but it, it just felt so knee-jerk. Like, a bit like NC Soft killing City of Heroes. It's like suddenly it was like, crap, we're hemorrhaging subscribers left, right, and center. Pull the free-to-play lever. <laughs> so, guys, 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 yeah. guys. Elder Scroll Online. Can't wait for that game to come out. Oh. Have you noticed how there's been no press about that since E3? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely zero. They're they went back to the dark. board. Yeah. <laughs> How do we make this a free-to-play game quickly? <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. They clarified that the engine that you saw at E3 wasn't the engine they were going to be using. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> That's why, why they, they chose, chose to chose it, show, show it with that one. one. Yes. Wait, what are we talking about here? Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, right. I was yeah. just joking. That's my most anticipated MMO. Is it now? Is it? Okay, so you're telling me about Diablo 3? Diablos. Right. Diablo okay. 3. Sava says, I haven't played Diablo 3 since May when I beat the game on normal mode and set it down thinking I'll come back to it later and never did. Since May, the game has gotten multiple patches with all sorts of insanity. Paragon levels, the ability to tweak monster power, crazy co- cor- ah, contraptions like the Infernal Machine, and all sorts of other changes. Is the game too hardcore now? Did Diablo 3 miss the mark, or is it doing exactly what it's supposed to, creating insanely difficult and somewhat repetitive content to keep players hooked? I can't tell if D3 is a hot mess or the best thing that's happened to Diablo. Should I dive back in? Isn't isn't a hot mess a Cards Against Humanity card? So who here has beaten Diablo 3? Not I. I have. What about you, Alex? Does normal count? I haven't played it. All right. I don't, call me crazy, but maybe Diablo 2 was just this, this perfect time, perfect, you know, the, in the right time, the right place. You know, maybe there wasn't like a new game coming out every week that was bigger and better than the last one. And you can, you know, you can play D2 for years on end because mm-hmm. it just captured something in you and you're nostalgia and it was kind of right place when you were young. I don't know. I feel like 
like what I what I what I paid for it, I got what I wanted out of it. I mean, I pl- I paid for more for like six hour shooters or like you know less substantive meaty games in Diablo three. But I guess there was always this notion that you're going to play Diablo three for the next twenty years, right? Yeah, well, so here's the thing, I think. With Diablo 2 versus Diablo 3 is Diablo 2, we all had the time to invest and level up a character because we hadn't done it 25 times before. And now we're like, well, let's start getting to the payoff. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Anna just dropped off the call. Uh, let's see. So we have a, now we have a situation where people kind of want to get into it and just get going. And it takes a lot longer to get to the, to the end game in Diablo 3 than it did, uh, well... It just takes a while to get longer than people want to to take. So now you gotta you gotta level up each difficulty, and then when you're finally done with insanity, then you can access the paragon levels. Then you can um, mess with the infernal machines after that. Um, but I will say that they've done some things. They did unnerf some of the stuff and make it easier to start getting loot at lower levels. So it's not like they've only been enhancing the end game. It's just that the end game needed you know some work because. People were finding, well, this is just ridiculous. It's very hard to grind for levels. And then the few people who figure it out, they are insanely overpowered. And then they just mock the rest of us and we see their live streams. And, well, I'm done playing that game. Uh, well, I will say this, too. I mean, if you if you play the game on normal and you beat it and you had fun. And then, you you know, you're, a couple of your friends are online and you jumped in with them and you had a few fun nights with them. Can that be enough? You get a lot less for sixty. I mean, I can name up plenty of games that we buy on consoles for like full for sixty dollars, and don't get that kind of value from. Oh yeah, I mean, saying Diablo three is a failure or something totally doesn't apply to me because I had a lot of fun playing that game and playing it with other people, and I'm gonna go back and play that game more. Especially, I, I'm loving the fact that all these patches are piling up because that means the next time I get into it hardcore, there's gonna be so much stuff for me to experiment with. So I. I really don't think it's past. I think it's just a game that's there for you to come back to. Well, uh, that's why I'm rather glad that my copy of Diablo th- uh, Diablo 3 was free. Mm-hmm. It's kind of I didn't pay anything for it. It just kind of sits in the background accumulating updates until I decide, hey, I can reinstall this. Yeah, I can totally see a time where we're like, hey, guys, do you want to, you know, we're just sitting here like on a day we have to play games for like 24 hours or something. Yeah. And we're like, hey, why don't we all play a game together? What do you guys got? Diablo 3. Yeah, I think Diablo mm. 3 would be a great thing to play today, actually. <laughs> I, I would, but I, I only have, like, one character who I think is only not even, like, level 20. Oh, okay. Because I, I say, I never finished, I never got, I only just got out of Act 1, and then I uninstalled it because I got bored. Ah, well, maybe Torchlight 2, then. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> kind of the I, same I just, thing. <laughs> yeah, I oh, know, I know, I know. I just, I, I just don't think hardcore loot em ups are for me. I've been... I haven't played that much Borderlands 2 in all honesty. Yeah, uh, I, and I do like... Uh, one of the things that Savo overlooks here is the the tweaking of the monster power in Diablo 3. Uh, that particular feature is to help people who feel that starting the game on normal is too easy and they'd like it to be harder because you uh, tweak the monster power, you make it like you got a fully attended six-player or four-player game and the monster would be a lot harder and you'll be getting better loot for it. So... I think with that, they're they're really they're getting the game kind of more to where Diablo two was once they had done a, a lot of patchwork to it. I, I for Diablo two for me, like I didn't even play it until the expansion was out. So I think there's a lot of time left on Diablo three before we call it dead or 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 over or anything like that. Because we, oh, I mean, by the time the second patch comes out, it's probably not going to be like the same game. You know, you mean the expansion? Yeah, the second expansion comes out. It's probably not even going to feel like the same game anymore at that oh, point. Oh, they doing two expansions? so many new characters. They're probably going to go do two. I, th- oh. I think everything that people have been talking about, I think they're doing two. Oh. Remember, they, uh, you said two loose ends, right? 
two one loose end per expansion. Uh, two. Oh, in the story, they left two big loose ends. Oh yeah, they did. Hmm. All right, fair enough. And that is our feedback. Thank you, everybody, for writing in. If you'd like to write in, it's podcast at rpgamer.com. Just send it over there. Or you can call us at 608-729-4098. We'll play your voicemail right here on the air. Um, and today, if you'd like to give us some feedback, why don't you give us a donation? Go over to extra-life.org slash team slash rpgamer and uh, donate to somebody on the team. Help us get to our $5,000 goal, which we are within $900 of. We're really close. Help us get all the way there. All right. And with that, let's uh, let's see what what happened in the news week this week. Apparently, All nothing, right? right? No, uh, CD Projekt had a had a press conference on Wednesday or Thursday. All right, tell me about that. What Thursday? Happened? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we, we have big news this week. Big news. You know, the funny thing is, it, I think there's like a mistranslation because those CD Projekt guys think they are much funnier than they actually are in the live stream. Oh, really? Yeah, it's funny though. It's in, you know it's but it's endearing because their jokes keep on missing. But you're like, well, it's okay, it's cool, it's fine. So basically, now they want to announce that uh, GOG is going Mac, and there's a bunch of DRM free games on the Mac right now. If you previously, if you previously purchased a Windows version of that game, you get the Mac version for free. So a lot like Chris, you already have The Witcher Two on Mac, DRM free from oh, GOG. Oh yeah, I and do? that came out today. Oh. Yeah, well, go with me. Um, there's some sales right now if you want to pick up some cheap uh, DRM-free Mac games, and there's 50 titles on the store right now, and there will be more coming, like a couple every week to hit, is their goal. Sweet. Uh, the other big news is that uh, Cyberpunk now has an official name. Cyberpunk is no longer called Cyberpunk. It's called Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> so, well, big you laugh, but the, uh, the, the, like, the... Um, I know the year matters because previously yeah. it was set in 2020, and they're pushing the timeline back further. Yeah, uh, I don't, I the, don't get it. Why does it? I, I'm the confused. second, the second edition of the rule set is um, was set in 2020, and then they then produced a uh, third edition of the rule set that was set slightly later. I think it's something like 2037 or something. Um, the time, uh, the, if they're keeping to the original, um, the timeline as presented in the, um, 2020 source book, it does kind of basically mean that they have to invent another 57 years worth of events to try and get the setting up to where it's going to be kind of thing. Well, I'm not saying it's not important. It's just funny because they were saying like, we have a brand new title or announcing the title. And the first thing that comes out of their mouth is cyberpunk, you know? You made it sound like Cyberpunk was like the placeholder, and they were going to announce like it's like like a, sort of like the Kickstarter Project Eternity. We finally have a name. It's Eternity, the project. It, yes, which is an apt description for an Obsidian game. I thought it was Project Buggy. Oh. <laughs> that would be an even more apt description, I suppose. But yeah, um, they showed some some concept art. There's a which looks interesting. There's a a blog out there if you want to get something like. Up to get some updates directly from them. The game still sounds like it's a ways off because they're building this big open world city in Night City. It's gonna a lot of weapons, a lot of customization. It seems like it's gonna be a massive game. I don't know when. Oh, have they definitely have they definitely confirmed you're gonna be creating your own character? I think they did in the first press conference. Did they? Oh, okay. So there is custom, like a custom character thing, because that's basically what my friend is kind of waiting on. Was where, where, yeah, yeah. Where I'm, I'm pretty sure they strongly alluded to that, if not said outright at the first okay. one. 
because yeah because i'm uh, i mean for us uh for like my local group it's kind of are we would we be able to recreate the cyberpunk characters that, similar to the ones that we had in the tabletop game you know i could um now you're putting some doubts on my head but i could be wrong but from like from that first conference I, I'm, I'm i'm definitely thinking that they're gonna have the characters that you make at least very clear leveling the way you want to yeah sure character that you want i just wonder if they're going to carry over the same uh set of character classes because a couple of them i think there was a comment on uh i think it was our forum saying that a couple of oh no it was another another forum i was reading that a couple of the um character classes that were in uh the original game might be quite difficult to translate to a video game just because of how they are yeah they said they're updating some of the gameplay aspects but they're trying to keep it similar yeah, yeah. I think Shadowrun's going to run into the same problem in their uh, in their in their upcoming video game too. Hmm. Uh, I think that was the biggest news of the week, unless I miss anything else. There was also a bit about the Witcher Two mod modding tools. I think. Oh, that's right. They're, they're releasing uh, some mod tools that's, for free. Yeah, coming out early next year, I believe. Yeah, I think it's like so. Yeah, free mod tools. I think there's a beta soon, if not now. And I think yeah, it's closed beta at the moment. I think. And it's just like really easy to make new levels in The Witcher Two. Add trees, kill more knickers. And can you do like narrative and stuff like that to do? Yeah, yeah. Scenarios? Uh, even showed off a uh, some some some. You can put in your own voice acting if you want to. All right. Let's see. What else came out this week? Uh, did we have a uh, Mass Effect 3 DLC came out, right? The Cerberus one? Uh, Leviathan, right? And Oh, did uh, did Omega come out this week? No. Omega they is, announced it, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. Omega is the 27th and 28th. Oh, this one's just more maps, right? Yeah, no. No, this is the it's big got one, a story. I think, isn't it? Yeah. This is 15 bucks. this one. Leviathan, <laughs> yeah. No, Omega. It's 15 yeah, yeah, bucks. but the Omega. I'm talking oh. about Leviathan. The one that actually came out. Oh, I, oh, my bad. <laughs> it's a ten dollar one, and it actually has a story quest and all that stuff. And so about. Leviathan and Omega are both out then. No, yeah, Omega is no. not out till November. End of November. Oh, I thought that was. I thought that was. I thought Omega was out. No, never mind. Yeah, Omega is not out yet. So I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. I'm not interested in it. In all honesty, that's the one I care about. Um, as far as all the. Uh, side quest that didn't happen but uh 15 bucks is a lot and yeah. the thing is i don't know that i'm gonna ever get it for cheaper if i wait so i don't know i guess i could well, wait for a game of the year yeah it's gonna be one eventually they're, they're there, was so there, there wasn't one of the previous game was there i don't remember there being a mass effect game of the mass effect 2 game of the year edition well that one ends up just being the ps3 version <laughs> it, well yeah but if you wanted to play it on pc or something well trilogy will be like that right yeah but yeah. as far as i remember from the trilogy thing it didn't have all of the dlc oh well that stinks hmm yeah he's right about that you have to buy uh most of them i think it comes with the mass effect one dlc but not two or three so you miss out on stuff like lara the shadow broker which was really good i think yeah i think it might come with sort of bits of two and three but definitely not all of it okay that yeah. stinks all right, so forget that then. <laughs> End of November, we'll talk more about Omega. Uh, let's see what else happened. Infinity Blade Dungeons got delayed. Which, 
which is funny because uh, I was reading this on the web and people seem to be like really upset and angry. <laughs> like even some like uh, some scathing reviews from iOS sites and like uh, iOS really? blog. Oh yeah, just, like it's funny. I'm people, perplexed why anybody's surprised about this. Like, it's a good there thing. There seems well, and I mean, there seems to be sort of this impression that to get a game development team going, all you have to do is set up some desks and computers oh, in an people office. Don't know, but, uh, honestly, most people don't even know that much. They they didn't know that part until they were told in the announcement today that a, that a new developer was taking over. Not only this, the new developer, but a developer with actual talent in making RPGs, and they actually know what they're doing. Uh, as far as most people are concerned, this was showed at the iPad event. I should be playing this on my iPad 3. What's going on? That's all they care about. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. <laughs> it should be out by now. You know, I, say what you will. I mean, it, it seemed like it was going to be like an okay Diablo clone with some touch controls. But now that you got the impossible guys who were, who's basically hit it up by some of the a lot of the team leads from uh, who made Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. So some oh, talented okay. guys. All right. Well, that's fair then. Let's give them some time to make a game. And not only that, though, as soon as they got in there, they were excited because they're like, uh, I think it was Mike Caps was was instantly saying, it was like, yeah, I think it was Mike Caps who was saying, uh, oh yeah, these guys are excited to get in there. They're start infusing all of what they want to do into the game. So like, it went from a game that was sort of like a simple thing with like a, some simple touch mechanics to make weapons to like these guys came in there and said instantly, okay, I I know what we can how we can make this more of an RPG. I know what systems we can put in there. I know we can make the fighting system better, crafting better, make the world better. And they started getting those ideas down. And like Anna said, <laughs> they needed to get office chairs in their office. They needed to set up the team and set up their workflow and you know get familiar with the tools. So you know, combine those two things together, the game's going to come out later, but I guarantee you're going to get a much better game than you would have before. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Mm. Oh, especially since the people who were making Infinity Big Dungeons before was, uh, this was the team who, the guys who were making it was like five groups, like uh, a team of like five people, I think, whose all, all their experience making games were making like Gears of War titles. So this was their little break from making Gears of War 1, 2, and 3. And I'm not saying those are bad games, but I'm saying it's a different story from you know, a, a third-person shooter team making an RPG from an RPG team making an RPG. Hmm. Yeah. I, I figure it'd be the Infinity Blade guys making it, but I guess not. Oh, no. Um, it's, uh, it was, yeah, it just came out of a... The Gears guys got burned out after making Gears of War 3, so they all split up into small teams and see what would come of it. And apparently the only one that was uh, of any merit was the Infinity Blade. Actually, it was really not even going to be an Infinity Blade game, but they realized they had this IP, so they called in Donald Mustard to sort of uh, oversee the narrative while they worked on the game. And then then the whole thing happened with uh, with Big with uh, 38 Baby? Studios. Big, oh, 38, yeah. yeah. And they saw that they could pick up these guys who needed a team, so uh, they picked up like eight team, like eight people from the team. You know, big leads like the combat lead and like the lead designer, lead programmer. And they said, "Hey, we got this RPG coming out. You guys want to make it?" And that's how it had happened. Hmm. I, I'm just wondering. You know, so you mentioned the Gears guys getting tired. I wonder if that's why Cliffy B left. You know, I hear some theory. You heard? Did you hear the same theories from Klepik that I heard? No. That um, you know, they, there's a big stake of that company was bought by a Chinese company. Mm-hmm. Chinese like a, a Chinese financial firm. Yeah. And I guess this is just a theory people been like throwing about that uh, they're gonna get more into licensing than making original content. So the creative leads are getting out now while they can. 
Ah, okay. Hmm. That's um, that's not good. Well, that's just one theory, but it's interesting. There's like three big people left. Cliffy B left. Uh, Rod Ferguson, who's the former head of the Gears of War stuff too, and like one of the big uh, creative guys at that team, and the lead creative of uh, People Can Fly also left. Who's making Gears of War Judgment? So you know, three big talented, three big talent people left that studio recently. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Of course, right. the funny thing is Rod Ferguson could have left just because he wanted to work with Ken Levine on Bioshock Infinite. So you never know. <laughs> and who would blame him? So let's see. What else we got? Aisha. Atelier Aisha. It's going to come out in Europe in quarter for one of 2013. Uh, have they even announced that for America yet? No. Or are we now? No. Is it gonna, it's one of those cases where we're getting more JRPGs ahead of America. Sort of. It's, it's mostly because are... of the buyout yeah Buy they're translating it but beyond that we don't know who's publishing it <clears throat> yeah because gust was bought out by tecmo Koei. were they so they're now yeah so they are now publishing it in europe instead of nisa so yeah so that's probably what's taking so long is nis america and and whoever and tecmo and all that need to figure out what's going on here and when they finally reach a happy arrangement, I'm sure we'll get an announcement. Now, that being said, don't forget that Nisa and Tecmo Koei US have a fantastic relationship. Like, Nisa's in their booth every year. Well, unless Pokemon Conquest is in their booth, like this year. In which case, Nisa didn't get to be in their booth. Yeah, I saw now at the Tecmo Koei booth. She called me over. Cool. Yeah, she was like, she was like, uh... Michael, Edward, Edward, come here. Edward. Hi. (laughs) No, she called me Alex. Alex? Yeah. Hmm. Apparently you need to go uh, visit NIS America, Alex. Do I? Okay. Cool. No, I'm Alex. (laughs) No, I said my name. (laughs) I'm going. Tough. (laughs) (laughs) You can't go now. Oh, fun stuff. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stuck in a door in the stupid dungeon, and I can't open it. And just tells me no weapons allowed inside, but I don't know how to get in. What? Have you tried the knob? Turn the knob. There's no knob. Hey, no knob. It says no weapons allowed. Take your weapons off. They're all off. I I just put them on the floor. Did you put your guns away, Chris? Uh, maybe you know my fists are registered weapons or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> could try taking off my armor that seems ill-advised because there's How monsters you... in there what uh, now the, it, this is something that probably applies more to tabletop RPGs but what kind of sick sadistic wizard programs a door to um you know only open if nobody's wearing any armor it's like seriously what if you can do that why did you let them into your dungeon to begin with oh well, I have to put my weapons on the shelf no Put the lotion in the basket. Put the lotion in the basket. I gotta do all this again. I don't know what I can have and what I can't have. All right. Anyway. Um. All right. <laughs> what else we got for stories today? Uh, let's see. I think we just exhausted the RP Gamer story list. So back over. Um, Greenlight added more games to Steam Greenlight. What do you guys think about that thing? Uh, 
I don't think I've actually used it. People need to stop bitching about $100. Well, they, they, they can. That was another story this week is there's a now a, uh, a get feedback only section of Greenlight that people can submit games to for free. So then people can figure out yeah, whether or not there's, there's um, people excited for their game and they can go ahead and pay the fee and submit it to the real Greenlight. That'd be central. Like, Someone gets like a, a thousand one. on the free one and they go and then they get zero. I know. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. Once all the buzz die, dies down, you know? Uh-oh. What? Uh, the, oh, the things just came out. What? Huh? Uh, my my door. It opened. Oh. And now there's slugs in it. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's painful. Oh, what do you playing again? Uh, Legend of Grimrock. Squish yeah. them. Squish them hard. I'm trying. I Yeah, I'm manipulating the, the door. All right, so <laughs> what else do we have? Uh, let's pause that. <laughs> um, Xbox 360 holiday bundles got a price cut temporarily. How Ooh. much? All right, let's see. What is it? I don't know. Uh, 50 bucks. So it is how much currently? I don't know the current cost of an xbox um well i don't know there's like i guess they're saying they worth three hundred dollars worth three hundred dollars and they're selling them for 250 okay and this is the new holiday bundle that comes with fours of four and skyrim right uh well there's multiple bundles actually with different games um it looks like uh, one is uh fable three and halo reach oh that's the like value three. bundle it's old you don't want that one okay the racing bundle is fours of four and the wireless racing wheel you're better off. You don't need the wheel. You're better off with the. I'm thinking Skyrim, right? Because it's digital co- download for that I one. I don't see a Skyrim bundle on this page, so. Huh. I I don't doubt you. I just don't have a good story for it. So yeah. Oh, here's one. Forza and Skyrim and a headset. That one's two fifty. That's beautiful. Oh, Get that. That's bad. That's a great bundle if you don't have a, a, any of that stuff. I'm curious. I want to know. I want lots of opinions from people. Okay. So I have an old original Xbox, and it's pretty noisy. And I'm thinking it's about time I got myself one of those new Xbox 360 Slims. But I'm also thinking we're getting new hardware next year. Should I just wait it out? Um, you already have an Xbox, though, right? Yeah. Why do you need a Slim one? It's just getting a little annoying because it's noisy, and I'm keeping oh. on bumping my head on the hard drive because no, I, I have one. Uh, yeah, um, are you going to buy a 720 at launch? Um, if it's backwards compatible, maybe. I think you wait then. Mm, I think you buy now, unless you are dead set on buying a, a 720 when it comes out. I would yeah, just buy the would... slim because it's going to last you for at least the first year of whatever the new system is. And the funny thing is too is if it's not backwards compatible, I waited for nothing, right? I suppose. I'm in the same sort of boat as you. I've got the old Xbox and I'm hitting the sort of hard drive cap, but I think I'll probably stick with mine. So do you guys think the 720, so for lack of a better term, will be backwards compatible? Because I, I think for sure the mm. PS4 is not going to be backwards compatible. No, I don't no, think the PS4 is going to be backwards compatible. The problem is, is it's so hard to tell. If it's backwards compatible, it'll probably be 360 only. It won't be regular Xbox. Mm-hmm. So if you're still playing old, old Xbox games, get the 360 slot. 
I, you know, it's funny. I don't think because I think they're moving from they're moving from the cell architecture to like an off the shelf sort of AMD solution. I think from one of what the rumors are saying, had a, like Wait, stuff like inaccurate. I thought cell was the PS3 stuff. Oh yeah, well just oh just mentioning the PS3 too. I don't think the PS3 is going to oh. be backwards compatible next next generation. Yeah, sorry, I kind of jumped jumped into the wrong. Uh, I, I think it'll be easy for the seven. Oh. But they were looking at going um, with power or something like that instead, weren't they? In, uh, the power architecture mm-hmm. for, for the for the new Xbox. Hmm. That would that would make it harder. I wouldn't I, be surprised I, I if a, it isn't. I have a strong feeling the PS3 will only be backwards compatible with digital stuff. Uh, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I wonder. Okay, so the rumors are the earliest we'll see some of this stuff is like maybe some pre conferences at CES and stuff, so they can actually have dev kits out there in like an official capacity or something. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Anybody sign up for Xbox Music? No. That's a iTunes competitor, right? Yeah. Was it fifty dollars a year? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read it. I okay, so you're, you're being, you don't really care, do you? Yeah, not really. But I, I wanted to I just throw it out there in case somebody said, no, no, oh. no, it's good. Also this week, Chris, did you pre-order your Microsoft Surface? No, I did not. <laughs> How much? It's uh, it's three. It's $500 mm. for the base thing. But note that does not come with the its biggest feature, which is the click keyboard. You have to spend an extra hundred dollars for that one, mm. the click keyboard. Uh, but if you want a click keyboard, wait, wait. that's only the black one. Is if that you a brand name color keyboard or something? The the key, the click board, the touch keyboard, you know, that clicks into it. What? what? That's like the biggest thing about the Surface is that the, that's not the, the keyboard. Name, no. mm, okay. Why? Why is it awesome? The Surface? No, the the keyboard versus like the Logitech Slim keyboard for the iPad. Talk to the marketing department. <laughs> All right, it's like a cover and stand sort of thing. Well, yeah, well, so well, that's why I compared it to yeah. the Logitech, which does the same sort of you thing. You want to know something about that cover though? It doesn't have a magnet to hold it in place, so it flops. It which, doesn't actually get held in place and cover the screen. The the click keyboard. Yeah. Ooh. No, I mean Ooh. it only has the magnet on the bottom. From what I've been told, from their Reddit AMA, it only clicks on the bottom. It doesn't flop at the top. I mean, it doesn't hold. Sort of like the iPad one does. Oh, that's uh, that's great. Um, I don't, I don't know. This. I have a Microsoft store like about like a mile away from me, so I'm I'm curious to go check it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, go check it out. I what what are you gonna do on it? Like I got a press release this week from somebody, some smaller publisher or smaller uh, PR agency, um, pimping out people who actually went ahead and got themselves approved for the Windows 8 uh, game store. Mm. And you know. And it was just games I'd never heard of. And it doesn't seem like any of the real games give a crap about that store. And that's the only sort of stuff you'll be able to play over on the on the surface, right? I can think of one game. One game. And that's uh, Skulls of the Shogun. Oh, okay. But that's coming to 360 anyway, so... Yeah. Um, that would... Yeah. Well, I'm not going to spend $500 for Skulls of the Shogun, but that, that would be fun. So... Hmm. All right. Borderlands 2 DLC came out. Captain Scarlet? And our pirate's booty. Yeah. Anyone care about that? Eventually, when I get when I get Borderlands, I just I was so bored playing Borderlands and Borderlands Two. It's just I. I'm I, wondering I, I, if I should pick this up and if that'll help because I like pirates. Okay, let me ask you: Would you? I, I have two theories of why you were bored. Okay, would you? 
and I want to know, were you bored because you played so much of Borderlands 1 that by the time you went to 2, it was just more of the same that was only marginally better? I've played only like six hours of Borderlands 1. Okay. I never finished it. So I played for a while there and said, I'm not really having all that much fun. I'm just going to wait for the sequel and hope they fix and make this game more fun. Okay. So you got to the sequel, and then what happened? Um, you know, I, I played on my own, and the story isn't all that great. Um, I don't. Oh, partic- don't go to Portland for the story? Are yeah, you kidding me? Okay, but neither is the gunplay. I find the okay. gunplay to be very boring. Um, it's, That's it's, a bigger problem. I, I don't, that- it's not really a skill-based first-person shooter. It's a loot-based first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I'm being asked to do things with first-person shooting skills and then not rewarded for them at all. Um, so I could just sit, I just feel like I have to run around a map in circles. It's, it feels like circle strafing every r- enemy I run into. And it's, it just feels boring and repetitive to me. I just don't like Would the you combat. Feel different if you played it on like on a, with a controller? Because I know you're playing with a mouse, right? Yes. So you're expecting yeah. like your headshots are going to, everything that you do is going to well, really and, count. And I do know that I get more criticals when I get more headshots, especially with the sniper rifle. But some, at a certain point, it doesn't even matter. Your weapons are doing so much damage. You can shoot them in the, like the ankle. Well, not still... the weapons I've gotten. Okay. And I think that's another thing. It's like I don't feel like I'm getting good loot and I'm not advancing my character quickly enough. So I just feel like everything feels harder than it should be. All right. So then so, I, I jumped in multiplayer and I said, okay, well, for, screw this. I'm going to stop playing by myself. Everyone said this game is at its best with multiplayer and that makes a lot of sense. Every game's better with multiplayer, even bad games. So I jump in with uh, Ed Walker from the site and his friend Josh and we play for a while and that was, that was more fun. But honestly, at the end of it, it just felt like I wasn't really having fun playing. I was having fun seeing everybody mess up and die a lot and, and crazy stuff going on, which isn't the sign of a good game necessarily it's just the sign that you know you're you're playing multiplayer with friends and fair enough you know i understand it it's just it sounds like borderlands is just not for you i it, it just may not be so i'm gonna go back to it at some point and i'm gonna try the mechromancer and i'm gonna put all my points into the girlfriend tree or whatever they're calling that okay and and see if that it clears it up for me maybe if i if there is a quote-unquote easy mode maybe i'll just like that whole thing better you know all know. right cool fair enough um, anyway, so the pirate stuff's out, and I'm interested in it, but I'm not going to put money into that game right now, because I don't know. Maybe I'll play some of that more today. Maybe I'll try the Mechromancer today on the stream sometime. Yeah, but honestly, why would you go for more content when you, when you don't even have? I'm not if you haven't played like the 30 hours of content you already have. You're right, so I'm not going to, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to buy it unless I beat the game or something, so. Hmm. And I'm still not playing your girlfriend. Okay, sounds good. There's no fiancé mode? <laughs> That's what she tells you to turn it off. Why'd you waste your money on this? We have bigger things to plan for. Next. Um, <laughs> why didn't you spend this on a game that I wanted to play? So it sounds like uh, there might be a new DLC for Skyrim called Dragonborn. Oh, I like this rumor. When you get to ride a dragon? Yeah, you get to ride a dragon. It might take place near in Morrowind or something like that. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. All maybes until I hear it's confirmed. Yeah. It makes me sad. Uh, let's I, see. The Diablo 3 105 came out. That's the thing that added the Infernal Machine event. I'm not going to explain it here. It's a very end game thing that you can go read about. Um, dr- legendary items have double the drop rate. So uh, that might be nice if we play some more Diablo 3. We might actually see a legendary drop. Uh, let's see. Let's I saw they revealed the free to play restrictions on the Old Republic. Oh, what are they? Uh, hang on, I have them up here. There's quite a few of them. For the start, you get limited character creation options. And let me just find them. You can get them at uh, 
swtor.com slash free slash features. There's limited character creation options. Yet you have to pay for a weekly pass to unlock operations. You get three war zones a week. Uh, you get three flashpoints a week. What's um three space missions per week? Sort of limited cargo hold, limited inventory slots. Yeah, a lot of that what they announced a while back. Um, yeah, I think they well, I think they fully put up the page now. Hmm. The things like you get, you only get five revives in the field when you die. It's one of them. Oh wow. Uh, let's see. All right. So we got story content, free to play, full access story content, limited to character operations, war zones, operations, flashpoints, space missions, cargo, inventory, crew skills. Crew skills? Really? One crew skill or purchase additional crew skills slots with cartel coins. That's that's a big one. That really affects your crafting. Um, quick travel sucks if you can't do that quickly. Um, wow. Revive at the nearest med center or a total of five times in the field. Like, total, total, ever total? Wow. Uh, not sure. <laughs> that's, uh, so that's basically, you're going to graveyards. That's okay. You can deal with that. Um, cannot equip most purple items. Oh, you can't equip high-end items either. That is, yeah, I mean, these free-to-play restrictions sound just stupid. Yeah, so in other words, play. yeah, basically the, um, the free-to-play stuff is really poorly implemented. I mean, uh, we weren't expecting this. No, you're right. Um, here's what happens if you make any sort of purchase. You get uh, Sprint, um, which you don't normally get if you're just free-to-play. You get um, Cargo Hold Access, that you get a bank, and a higher login queue priority, as though the servers are going to be busy. Um, increased access to chat and secure trading. So that's if you make any sort of purchase. You get those sorts of things on top of your free-to-play. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. All I care about the story stuff anyway. If I can't equip purples, I can probably make do. So we'll see how it goes. Uh- as I said in the chat room, um, I think I'd rather play Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't know. I think I'd rather convince people to go back to Final Fantasy eleven. No, it I mean, let it die. Let the game die. <laughs> it's been a decade. I mean, we we were talking about going back to Star Wars: The Republic, but I mean, some of these things, it's like it's. I don't know if it's worth playing. It's such a gimped environment. Uh, most of it is end game stuff. Uh, yes and no. Yeah, well, the but I love crafting. stuff isn't. The crafting stuff isn't. And I uh, like playing alts. Yeah, but I bet we already have the crew skills on our characters, so we're good. The sprint stuff. Gonna be the, not having it. sprint. Now that is a stupid requirement. So. Yeah, yeah, that one I don't get either. It that says you have to buy... ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, I think we, since we have characters and we paid at some point, we will get sprint on all our characters, so we're fine. Well, sh- I should hope so. So Otherwise, that'll be more more to come when we actually get to log in and see what they took away from our characters. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, on paper, that looks terrible. Yep. Fair enough. Uh. All right. So there's weapon DLC for Mass Effect 3. Who cares? Why would you spend money on weapons in a single-player RPG? That's ridiculous. Um, let's see. Uh, Apple, oh. Apple, I was going to say Apple event next week on the second. Ah, on Tuesday, I mean. Yeah. Get the mini. Yep. It sounds like, that sounds like it could be a pretty decent game machine. Bigger screen than an iPhone, better battery life. And uh, like, lighter weight than an iPad because iPad's just too heavy for gaming, I think. I can really see myself playing like a lot of Baldur's Gate 
and like and Shadowrun Returns and Finny Blade Dungeons on an Ooh. iPad Mini. See, I disagree with you on Baldur's Gate because I really liked having as much screen space as I could get when I was playing the the one at E3. <laughs> I kind of I kind of want that on a full size iPad. I was just going with a like I was listening to some recent Trenoster tweets and he was yeah. talking about how they're testing it on the Nexus Seven, which is seven inches, and the iPad mm. Mini is supposed to be seven point eight five. So like, you know. Uh, consider a little bit good size, a good size bigger. Okay, well, if it's and working it well there, pretty well on a seven inch uh, on the seven inch tablet. All right, they said that's like the bottom limit that it's going to go. So don't expect <laughs> your phone. All right, but it's they say it plays decently well on a seven inch, and I was thinking decently like decently well. Okay. <laughs> okay, no, no, okay, fine, but I can see myself having because, like you said, it's it's bigger. But I can if this thing is like as big as like a as a basically a DVD box. I can have some fun just treating that as a portable system, playing some like some games like Baldur's Gate on the go or anywhere. All right, so Project Eternity closed, and they collected. I, I've got two numbers here: four point one million um, or three point nine eight. So I don't know what they actually. got. What was the first? What was the first number? Oh, three point nine eight. What's they got on Kickstarter, and that's their biggest Kickstarter video game project close ever. And then 140000 in PayPal contributions that Obsidian yeah. took outside of Kickstarter. So there we go. 74,000 backers. Um, and they've got a 13-level mega dungeon and all this stuff. And Avalon will be forced to play Arcanum. I don't know what this, what's up with that. Um, uh, I, I wonder if this is too much game for Obsidian. I, I just think Project Eternity is an apt description because you guys are going to be waiting for a long time for this game. You got, you well, the, game come, the game comes out in 2014. I pay, I, you're it? right. I donated a dollar so I could follow the project. Mm. But I did not bo- donate enough to get, a, to get a copy. So Don't believe in the project or you just done with Kickstarter? Uh, I don't like... Okay. Uh, I kind of agree with Kickstarter that Kickstarter should not be a place where you buy products. Mm-hmm. and I just felt like I was pre-ordering a game that I know nothing about before it was developed, and I'm just not comfortable doing that because Obsidian doesn't make... Every game Obsidian makes is not gold, and I want, I'm want i not going to commit money towards a game at this point. I've, I've done enough of these that, you know, for, for the money they're asking, no, I want to wait and see if the game's actually good. Let's see some previews. Let's see some gameplay. So that's all. Because, I mean, that's that's what it felt like I was doing. This Supporting this Kickstarter is basically me pre-ordering the game, especially with all the tiers they set up. So I'm, I'm not willing to pre-order a game three years ahead of time. I don't. I hate pre-ordering games at GameStop as it is. So, yeah, no. That, that, well, that's what it was for me. As I said, the reason why I put the money forward for both... Um, stri- uh, uh, what was it? Um, the Well, specifically for Star Citizen was... Um, I definitely want to contribute to make sure that they actually develop the project. I didn't buy it. I didn't put money forward for it because I'm pre-ordering a product. I put money forward because I want them to make it kind yeah. of thing. And Eternity had like succeeded in the first day or two, right? So Yeah. At least they were they kept on adding more. Oh, absolutely. More more. I'm glad they're doing good things with the money and yeah, I feel a little bit of regret that I didn't make it $20 better than it could have been, but at the same point I, I think they're at ridiculous levels of funding now. I, I think it, it turned into a pre-order campaign or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just crazy. You know, I thought it was pretty funny, though. They're like, help us get to 1.6 and we'll make a Mac version. And then that same day, they announced that they were using Unity Engine. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. It turns he's using Unity? Yeah. No. Yeah. No that way. Screen, that screenshot they gave out is from Unity? Unity's not a bad engine. Wasteland 2 oh, No, no, no. I'm not saying it's a bad engine. I would have thought they would have written think... their own. Yeah, I didn't realize it was capable of that. Wow. 
Oh, I actually I seen some stuff from Wasteland too. Unity's pretty good. And look at Rashard is also done in Unity. Remember that game? I didn't play I it, so I don't guess know. Guess Unity has improved quite a lot from when I last used it as well. So. Unity is you not know, mentioned on be... their page, so all right, go ahead. We should be a little bit. If anything, Unity is going to help them out because uh, they have their their asset store. Lets people easily grab stuff and put together like a preliminary level or character. You know, just build stuff much faster than they would be able to. Like when we talked to Brian Fargo at Runs of the Sun, he he was talking about how what we built in this month would have taken us a year back when like back when we were originally making these kind of games. Because the Unity store is so vast that we just go in there, grab some basic things, tweak them the way you want to because of the animation system that you can apply to multiple kit. You know, all these, you know, stuff that makes Unity like sort of I guess to use their own branding, triple A for indies. So, you know, I see some potential in Unity. But I just thought it was funny, though, because they were talking about help us get to 1.6 million and we'll make a Mac version. Except in that same very same day that they announced, hey, we, we got to the Mac version. Also, the game's going to be on Unity. It sounds like they were always going to use Unity. And one of the big selling points of Unity is, is how it it's, uh, what's it called, Mac nat- like Mac compatible yeah. out of the box. Yeah. They basically, oh, they basically had, they had to do minimal work to get... To, to do a Mac version because of Unity, and, and they did sound like, well, we need to get six hundred more, th- you know, we need to get two million more dollars before we can make a Mac version. But anyway, so did you see the first screenshot already, everybody? Yeah, it looks like a nice waterfall. <laughs> All right, I, th- I will say that, the, the that most- was the thing that sealed it for me. Is like this is what they've shown to me that's supposed to make me pre-order this game three three years ahead of time. Like no. I'm done. <laughs> I will say though, based on what I've seen for Shadowrun Returns, I wish I would have given them some money to make that game better. Yeah, did I do that? I don't remember. I think I did. Yeah. It looks really good. Some of the early shots they're doing, um, I think it's going to be great on the iPad, great on your Mac. I mean, excuse me. I think everyone has a Mac now. Great on your personal <laughs> computer of choice. <laughs> I don't have a Mac. All right, so who was talking about Star Citizen? Um, Because there's a story here about it needing a Kepler GPU for the full experience. A what? A Kepler GPU. That's a GTX 460 or greater. Wait, wait. I'm surprised they're even saying what kind of cards you need because that game's not even going to be out for like two years, right? They're aiming for hardware two years in the future. Oh, right. No, you're right. Here's what they're saying. If you're running an i7, 2500, 2600, 2700, or better, with a GTX 670 or greater, you'll get the full experience, and we can only scale up from there. So, like, wow, Well, that's, yeah, because bear in mind, this, this is got the, the, projected, um, the projected release date for this, I think, was, yeah, November 2014. Mm. And not only that, and, uh, though, this guy... It loves PC games, and he wants to make a great-looking, amazing PC game. So he really is aiming for hardware in November 2014. Well, what does yeah. that mean for me? I have an i5-2500. I didn't know you could get an i7-2500. I, oh, I thought mine was good enough <laughs> and overclocked one. Uh, so. An i7 refers to the uh, the actual CPU. Were we looking at some i7 laptops this week? Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. Oh, there yeah. is an i7-2500. I have to see what the difference is between the two. I'm, just excuse and I'm, me. I'm think, cause, I mean, I'm thinking if if I was able to pick up, for example, the job that I interviewed for on Tuesday, um, I would be getting some upgrades to my computer. I've already got a 5850 uh, graphics card. I can't remember what my CPU oh, is. Right. Um, but I'm thinking of, of upgrading certain bits, keeping like most of the system intact, but mm-hmm. upgrading certain parts of it. 
I just checked the charts. My my CPU should actually be pretty good. So I just I need that graphics card. I don't have a GTX 670 or higher. Yeah. So anyway, but two years from now. So by then, those graphics cards will be cheaper, a lot cheaper. So yeah, won't be a big deal. Oh, yeah, I've got it. I've no, I've got an X4955 as a processor. I don't know if that covers it, but whatever. Oh, I forgot to ask you guys earlier about Project Greenlight with Steam. Um, doesn't it seem the whole thing seems strange? We talked about it a little bit. Like, what needs to be on it and what doesn't? Well, and this is the thing that sort of irks me is there's a bunch of MMO, free-to-play MMOs that are on Greenlight right now that just didn't make it through the normal Steam process. Like, um, Elsword being sort of my pet peeve at the moment. Well, how do you know it didn't make it through the normal Steam process? Because I know it didn't make it through the normal Steam process. Oh, you have inside info. I know it didn't make it through the normal Steam process. Ooh, listen to that evasive answer. I like that. Honestly, anybody who wanted to look it up could figure out that they went through, they couldn't get through the normal Steam process. Because they said on their blog they were going to get it on Steam. And then all of a sudden they're on green light six months later instead. Okay. So here's why I'm asking, because there's a game I've been following, Pinball Arcade. I have it on my iPhone. I have it on my PS3 and, P- and Vita. And they want to get on Steam. And for some reason, they are in Project Greenlight. And I, I don't understand how a game that's on published on all these other platforms, it's a profitable game, they're putting out content updates all the time. How can they not get on Steam? What is so hard about getting on Steam? There's a bunch of indie games on Steam, and they seem to have no trouble getting on. What is keeping some developers off of Steam? I think it's just the Steam's approval team doesn't... I, I, they just realize they're spending too much money on approvals and for such a small team, or they don't have the man hours, so they just offloaded most of it. So if indie not, games like, are not going to be on Steam? Even big-focused indie titles won't be on Steam anymore unless they go through Greenlight, you think? I, I think they're just putting all their efforts on like big deals with big publishers at this wow. point. Wow. I, I, I personally, I wouldn't think... Um, I don't think that's quite the case. I think there may be something else at work there. Like something um, we can't see yet? The, they, I, yeah, I think there's something under the table going on there that we can't see. Because uh, if I remember, a lot of um, Steam's agreements are usually signed and they're kept fairly secret. Yeah, we don't even know the revenue cut, which is like most other stores, you know what it is. But they keep yeah, that I on think, the Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I, I mean, I know the revenue cut for one Steam game, but I believe... Yeah, I hear it varies provide, depending on the game. But, yeah, and I believe the number may have been provided to me in a kind of, you know, don't tell people about it kind yeah. of way, you know. So, yeah. Huh. Um, all right. Free-to-play MMO Dragon's Profit is coming out in the West. I, I is it, what is this, from China, Korea? I have no idea. I don't know. Anna, you ever heard of it? She's our my free-to-play expert. Nope. All right. So it's a nobody. <laughs> uh, let's see. Eight. Oh, wow. Where is that? $8 game of the year edition of Dead Island. Is that worth it, Manny? Do you have three other people you can play the entire game with? Ah, okay. Is that how you decide? I say the first chapter of that game, if I would have ended after that, I would have been, that was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Move on. And move on. <laughs> Right. I'm curious to see uh, here about speaking of my like, games. I'm not too sure about. I'm curious to see how uh, Book of Memories turns out. Mm-hmm. 
because I had a similar experience. Like, like I'm not gonna deny, I had I had a fun time at E3 playing. What's that game called? Uh, Dead Island. Because yeah. you know, there was, I was playing with three other interesting people. You know, Dev and like you know the guys from P- PS Nation. Yeah. So you know, it was an interesting experience. It was like 45 minutes. So and I had a similar experience playing Book of Memories. You know, people I like, like small 40 minutes. I don't know if that's gonna last like a 20 hour game. So I'm curious to see how that turns out in the same vein. Ooh. How about twenty bucks for Dark Siders two? That's apparently on sale. Oh well, what are you gonna play it on? It'd be on PC. Oh, you don't get those sorts of sales on console, right? <laughs> well, why not? People really liked it. I know, but you just don't. I don't know. I don't make the rules. I don't set don't prices. Like... Anyway, Green Man Gaming is where you can go for that Dead Island thing if you catch this in time. If not, I apologize. Looking for any other RPG hits here. Uh, ooh, Gothic 2 and Gothic 3, 250 and a piece at Git Games, whatever that is. Uh, oh, Might and Magic Heroes 6 for 15 bucks. That might actually be worth it. Yeah, so I'm doing shopping. This is what the podcast is descended to. My apologies. I'm looking for stuff to play during Extra Life today, really. Oh, the 360 Twitter and Facebook apps are disappearing. Do you guys ever use them? I forgot they existed. You forgot they existed. Well, oh, that's why they I used to, I think I used it once and then never wanted to use Let it. Let me guess. That tweet said, hey, I'm tweeting from my Xbox. Pretty much. Probably. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So we have details about voice chat on the Wii U, which I'm sure you've all been waiting for. So, okay, so let me oh, yeah. Waiting so, so much. It's very complicated and it makes no sense. Uh, sort of. So voice chat will be enabled for select games only. There will be no cross-game party chat. Uh, developers have to enable the voice chat feature. Um, <laughs> the microphone built into the gamepad will not be able to be used for voice chat. You have to pick up an officially licensed third-party headset from either Turtle Beach or Mad Cats for 40 bucks. <laughs> and uh, let's see. You can't use this the Wii U like headset. A real winner. Oh no, it gets better. You can't use that headset with the Pro Controller, so you need to plug it into the Game Pad controller, which sits next to you, while you're playing with the Pro Controller. <laughs> so that's that's voice chat on the Wii U. Too fussed about it then. <laughs> oh Nintendo, thank you for always having a good story to close out the show with. Um, all right, well, that's our news. Um, so I want to point you to a review on the site up right now for Pokemon White 2 so you can see what the latest Pokemon is like. Anna and I are having fun with it, but I think that's partially because we have each other in the same room, and Pokemon's a lot better when you have somebody to trade stuff with, like, next to you. Um, anything uh, Anything you guys want to plug? No? All right. No, I'm good. <laughs> Any Kickstarters you want to see succeed? No? All right. So I'm where's gonna my plug... Pebble Watch? Yeah, where's That's your Pebble Watch? That's a great question. <laughs> Poor Pebble Watch. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Uh, I think that's it. We are going to wrap up. Thanks for joining us today. We are doing Extra Life all day today. Uh, any of you listening to the stream right now, we're going to continue playing. I've got Legend of Grimrock going. I'll probably be getting back to Fantasy, uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga soon. Anna's going to jump on the PC at some point. We're going to do some co-op FTL. Uh, it sounds like at some point tonight we should play some Diablo 3. Um, and I don't know what else. Uh, and maybe we'll do that sooner than later. I don't know. Um, but uh, keep keep.
keep paying attention. If you, uh, we've got don't donations are open till next Friday. If you'd like to donate and contribute to our extra life cause, uh, our team's trying to get to five thousand. We're at forty one hundred. We've got we're so close. Please help us get to our goal. Uh, extra lifeorg slash team slash rpgamer. Donate to anybody on the team. Find somebody who doesn't have a lot of donations. Help them reach their goal. I'm at three eighty nine. Help me get to five hundred. There you go. All right. Uh, I do have a question for yep. the audience for next week. Um, two weeks until Halloween. I want you. I want to hear about your uh, Halloween gaming plans. Do you have any games you plan to play to get into the Halloween spirit, so to speak? Some undead ha- nightmare. Some the Halloween Halloween spirit. Um, no, <laughs> I don't think anyone even trick or treats around here. Oh, well, I know the Halloween game this year is going is the new uh, Sleepy Dogs DLC. Where you fight Chinese ghosts and zombies. I'm just curious. I want to hear about it. You that have two weeks like to send it in. like off this weekend. Yeah. Is that worth $25? Everyone seems to love Sleepy Dogs. Sleepy Dogs? Sleepy Dogs. Sleepy Dogs. Ooh, or I can buy Hearthfire for Skyrim. Mm, I'd rather do that. Alrighty, Alrighty then. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We're going to catch you next week. And uh, thanks for supporting us for Extra Life. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye now. I think I'm going to have dinner.